Good afternoon, everyone. I want to thank you all for coming out for this very important announcement. Back in August, I signed Executive Order 142, which affirmed our commitment to stand with immigrants and refugees uh, to maintain Denver as a welcoming city where everyone can feel safe and thrive. One of the pillars that executive order, a part of that executive order was the establishment of a fund that would support access to legal representation for those threatened with or removal proceedings and individuals seeking affirmative relief, including DACA or DREAM Act related relief. Today, the Denver Immigrant Legal Services Fund begins its work. Joining us in this work is the Denver Foundation which has grace, graciously stepped up to house the grant money necessary for individuals to receive assistance. We want to thank the Denver Foundation. We also have some exciting news. In addition to the money that uh, the fund has already received, Denver has been awarded a $100,000 grant from the Vera Institute's Safe Cities Network, as well as been invited to join the network, uh, and we will join that network. The creation of this fund at its core was a community effort, and so I want to thank the executive committee and other committees for being thoughtful in this process. Council members, Paul Lopez and Robin Kanish for their partnership in this effort. The Denver Foundation, again, for stepping up to manage the fund, and all our community partners and stakeholders who have stepped stepped up and said, what can we do to help? Many immigrants and refugees have come to this land of opportunity because they face extraordinary political and economic chaos in their home countries. Since its founding, immigrants and refugees have helped to make Denver the great city we are today. These individuals are our neighbors and our family members. They run local businesses, and they are inside our boardrooms, running meetings, and doing the business of the city. Denver's economy is strong and vibrant. Our city as a whole is strong and vibrant because they, our immigrants and refugees, have played an important part in making it that way. Denver's businesses thrive because they mirror our values of diversity and inclusivity. Now more than ever, it's important that we have the tools and the resources necessary to provide assistance to our residents when needed. The Denver Immigrant Legal Services Fund is one of those very necessary and important tools. With every new order coming out of Washington, Denver is more committed than ever to continue to fight and to stand with our immigrants and refugees. We will never sacrifice the values that make this community great, inclusivity, openness, and a desire for succeeding together. To uphold these values, we must protect and lift up our residents wherever and whenever we are able. We must strive to keep our immigrant families together and provide them opportunities to achieve and succeed. And we must expect the very best of ourselves and our actions must rise to meet those expectations. This fund will help do just that and will make our community stronger going forward. This fund is off to a great start, 
but we must keep it going. And so today, I want to send a clarion call to all our business community members. We need your support. These individuals are your employees and your customers too. We need to stand together and support our business community and have them join us in keeping this fund strong and keeping it vital. Now, it is my pleasure to introduce a great friend and someone who has been a tremendous leader for Denver and our former great mayor, the former Secretary of Transportation and Energy and former mayor of Denver, Federico Pena. He will be followed by Councilman Paul Lopez, Christine Marquez Hudson, President and CEO of the Denver Foundation, Juan Gallegos, uh, a DACA recipient, and Kristen Bronson, our city attorney. Let's make some noise for the Honorable Federico Pena. Thank you very much, Mayor Hancock. Let me begin by congratulating the mayor for his leadership. These days, we need more leaders, particularly when it comes to controversial issues. So, Mr. Mayor, congratulations to you. Absolutely. I want to thank uh, the city council, Paul Lopez, because you all have been very supportive and provided leadership also with the ordinance uh, passed a while ago. All the community organizations that are here, the individuals who have helped create the fund, and of course, the Denver Foundation. I wanted to be here today for two reasons. Some of you may recall that in the 1970s, when I graduated from law school, I was a civil rights lawyer. I didn't go work for a big corporate law firm. As a civil rights lawyer, I represented individuals who were fighting powerful governmental institutions, individuals who had rights, but no legal representation and certainly not the financing to protect themselves with legal representation. So when I heard this fund was being created to help provide legal representation to individuals who deserve representation, I wanted to be here because I can relate to their needs. And the second reason I wanted to be here was based upon what the mayor just said, and that is we need to provide legal representation to immigrants because they are the backbone of the nation. Let me give you an example. This morning in the Wall Street Journal, there was an article about how housing is very expensive. And one of the reasons the journal cited for the increasing price of housing is because of the insufficient immigrant labor force. <laughs> because immigrants are being sent back to their countries of origin and they for many years were the backbone of the construction industry. So because of the lack of the workforce, the prices of homes are going up and we see it here in Denver. So I wanna echo what the mayor said. And that's the second reason I'm here. I'm gonna ask the private sector to step forward and help fund this new fund. Why? Why? If you're in the construction industry, you need these workers. If you're in the restaurant industry, you need these workers. If you're in these downtown hotel industry, you need these workers. If you're in the gardening industry, you need these workers. If you're supporting small businesses to diversify the economy, you need these immigrants. So I'm asking the private sector to step forward and make a significant contribution to support your workers, to find a way to legally keep them in this country so they can continue to contribute to our economy. Today, my wife and I are gonna make a small contribution, but we need bigger contributions from the private sector. 
So I'm asking everybody to get involved, send your funds to the Denver Foundation, and let's make sure we provide the right kind of representation for these workers that we desperately need in our country and in our city today. Thank you very much, and congratulations. Good afternoon. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely afternoon. I'm Councilman Paul Lopez. I have the honor to represent the West Side in this city, District Three. West Siders up in here. First and foremost, I wanted to thank all of you, our community, everybody who's standing on these steps, and a lot of people who are not here. So many people for so many years have fought, have fought to really shine the light on who our neighbors, our brothers and sisters really are. Yes, they are those workers. They are the ones that, that keep these buildings spectacular, the ones that build these buildings. Some of them pay the ultimate sacrifice in building this city. God rest their soul. Only just a few weeks ago, we lost, uh, we lost folks. We have to honor that. And we don't just honor it by recognizing it and, 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 in a poem or, or whatnot. We do it with our actions. Last fall, and I, I got to say, I'm, I'm super proud of our council. I'm super proud of the administration. I was working together to do this. Last fall, we passed the Denver Public Safety Enforcement Priorities Ordinance. We did that with our community. We did that to reassure folks that Denver is a Denver, is a Denver that honors our Constitution, that honors human rights, that honors civil rights. With that same breath, you know, the mayor also brought forth Executive Order 142, and that declared Denver being a safe and welcoming city for all and helping establish this Immigrant Legal Defense Fund. We passed a budget. In November, we finalized it to seed the Immigrant Legal Services Fund with $200,000 showing the city's commitment, not just in its words, not just in its statement, but with its finances, with its public dollars to say that this is a value that we want to stand by and that we represent. We all know, and it's become absolutely cliche, and it's sad that it's cliche for folks to say that our immigration system is broken. It's already old, and we're tired of saying that it's broken and that there's failed leadership in Washington that's not acting on this broken immigration system. And sometimes we wash our hands and say, okay, it's up to them. We can't do anything about it. Well, not in the mile-high city of Denver. We can do something about it. In times where the power and the conflict between the powerful and the powerless to side with the powerful, well, not to do nothing. To do nothing means to side with the powerful, not the powerless. We are not, not doing anything. That was a double negative. That's terrible. <laughs> Today, we are affirming our commitment to our, uh, to our policies. We're affirming our commitment to keep families together, to honor the right of due process for everybody in this city, no matter what your last name is, no matter where you come from or where you live in Denver. This fund will provide grants to nonprofit organizations to provide direct legal representation to Denver residents for defense of removal proceedings, and assistance with affirmative immigration relief. So many of folks who are in Denver, either because of contacting or they're in custody in one of our, 
um, facilities or because in their, they're in the community. So many folks do, don't realize that they actually have qualifiers for them to obtain legal status in this country. But because they do not have access to legal services, they don't know that. And by the time they come, they, they're, they're, they're outed or they're picked up or something's going on, they don't have that process that you and I have. They don't have a right to a public defender like you and I have. That's when they say the immigration system, it's broken. That's where it's broken. And so we have to fix that. One of this thing, what, this, this actual fund helps address that. So I want to um, commend the Denver Foundation for stepping to the plate, for being our partner and administering these funds and helping, this, helping create this fund to make it a reality so that everyday people can contribute. We want those contributions from the private sector, but we also need those contributions from people like you and me. We want those small donations, whatever we can do. When we see these, these atrocities happening, when we see people being torn away from their families, when we see families separated and kissing their fathers goodbye at airports in our country, we tend to think, what do I do about it? What can I do about it? You can give. And now we have a foundation in which you can do that. So I invite you to join me, to join all of us in contributing to that foundation and making this successful so that folks can continue to be with their families. We cannot wait and sit idly by during this chaotic administration, the lack of leadership in D.C., we cannot let it terrorize our communities, and we're not going to let this administration, this lack of leadership, make orphans out of our children. Thank you. And, ladies and gentlemen, the CEO of the Denver Foundation, I have to say, I'm very partial to her. Christine Marquez Hudson. Why don't you come up? Wow. Well, how do you follow that? That was just fantastic, Councilman Lopez. Thank you for your passion for our community. And thank you, Mayor, and thank you, Mayor Pena, for your support for such an important uh, service to our community. And it's because of your leadership that we're here today. So for more than 90 years, the Denver Foundation has worked towards a vision of a community where all people, all people, have the opportunity for a high quality of life where they feel safe and rooted. This vision extends to our immigrants who share our Denver home and contribute so much to our community. We believe that legal status and access to legal representation and due process is a basic right and essential to successful integration. So we are honored and very excited to manage the, the Denver Immigrant Legal Services Fund and to support these efforts to increase available legal representation to immigrants. This program is important not only for the individuals directly affected, but for their families. The purpose of the fund is to provide grants to qualified nonprofit organizations so that they can offer direct legal representation to immigrants. And grants will also support organizations working to increase the pool of attorneys available to represent immigrants. So over the next few months, the Denver Foundation will facilitate 
and Advisory Committee's grant process. This committee will include representation from the immigrant community, Mayor Hancock's office, City Council, the legal community, and the Denver Foundation. The Advisory Committee is currently being assembled to develop priorities and processes for the fund's grant making. A call for proposals will be released when the Advisory Committee completes its work later this year. As information regarding guidelines becomes available, we will be adding that to the Denver Foundation's website at denverfoundation.org, so stay tuned. We thank Rose Community Foundation, one of our wonderful partners, for their very, very generous contribution to the fund that was recently made. Thank you so much. The Denver Foundation will also be making a contribution. And just as Mayor uh, Hancock and Councilman Lopez said, we invite all generous donors of any financial amount to go to our website and do the same. Online donations can now be accepted by visiting our website at denverfoundation.org. And finally, we thank Mayor Hancock, City Council, and the City's Office of Human Rights and Community Partnerships for their leadership in establishing this fund and for creating a safer Denver for our immigrant neighbors and friends. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Juan Gallegos, and I work for the Colorado Immigrant Rights Coalition. When I was 12 years old, my parents left everything they knew behind to give my brothers and I a better life and a better opportunity here in the U.S. We arrived in the U.S. on the 4th of July, 2001. I will never forget that day. I remember the smell of barbecue in the air. I remember seeing all the fireworks. It seemed like the most welcoming place I had ever been to. <laughs> through their hard work, my parents were able to put me through college. And in 2011, I graduated from the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Right. Since I was undocumented, I wasn't able to put to use my education. I wasn't able to get a job like everyone else could. And so I started to organize my community. I started to organize young people, and we were able to force President Obama to sign the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, which allowed me to work. And so that's when I started working for the Colorado Immigrant Rights Coalition to continue to fight for the rights of those people that cannot um, have that voice at the, at the ballot, but that can have friends and family who can do that, who can vote in support of them, in support of me. And so in 2013, I learned that my dad fell into deportation proceedings. Luckily, my mom was right beside him to be able to pay for the immigration attorneys and to be able to pay all the fees that we had to pay to the U.S. government and to also to the local government in his case. If I were to fall into deportation proceedings, I am a single man who lives in Denver, Colorado. I will not have the support of somebody to pay for those fees. And so I am really proud of the city of Denver for starting to put this uh, program together so that people like me, if we were to fall into deportation proceedings, especially under um, the current administration where deferred action is no longer um, a program that, well, is still being debated at court. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to apply and renew my work permit or if all of a sudden I'm going to be targeted for deportation. And so between figuring out what the federal government's going to do, I know that the city of Denver has my back and has the back of, of thousands of people like me, 
young people who are here, older people who are here, everyone who's here just to make a better life for all of us. And we're not here to take anything from anyone. We're only here to make our city greater. And our city seems to be standing with us. And I'm really proud of that. So thank you, everyone, for, for all of that. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Kristen Bronson, the city attorney for Denver. I'm really proud to be standing here today under this beautiful banner, and I want to acknowledge the banner. I know some of the folks that worked on getting it here are, are standing behind me. <laughs> to keep our community safe and secure, we must maintain the community's faith in our justice systems. But the reality is that there's no right to counsel in civil immigration courts. Many times immigration, immigrants have legal defenses to removal, but no attorney there to advocate for them. What we do know is that if an, if an immigrant in removal proceedings is represented by counsel, they are vastly more likely, in fact, in one study, 10 times more likely to have a successful outcome if they have a lawyer. This isn't due to delay tactics or obstructionism. These are folks with real legal defenses that would otherwise go unasserted because the individual doesn't have a lawyer to recognize them and take up the cause. Immigrants should not be detained and permanently separated for their, from their families solely because they can't afford a lawyer. That is why the Denver Immigration Legal Services Fund is so important, and it's why we are all standing here today. Now, who's going to be eligible for the fund? The fund is going to provide grants to nonprofit organizations, as Christine explained, that have two priorities. One, they're going to provide direct representation to immigrants in removal proceedings, but also those that are seeking affirmative relief, including DACA and DREAM Act related relief. The other priority for the funds will be nonprofits that help build the capacity to expand our network of pro bono and what we call low bono or discounted legal services serving Denver's immigration clients. The fund dollars will only be used for Denver residents, and the fund is also limited to those whose household income is at or below 200% of the federal poverty level. Individual cases must be prioritized on a basis of being viable, meaning that there's a defense that can be asserted in immigration court or fund dollars cannot be used. We are very excited to have the support of the Vera Institute for Justice's Safe Cities Network and its commitment to universal representation. Um, I don't know how many of you have heard of the Vera Institute, but they have partnered with 11 other cities and counties in eight states to implement this initiative. Denver is now the 12th city or county to join. Other cities include Atlanta, Austin, Baltimore, Chicago, Sacramento, San Antonio, and others. In addition to a $100,000 grant to the fund, the Vera Institute is going to also provide really critical technical assistance and support. And that's going to mean assistance in identifying and training uh, our legal service providers, providing opportunities to share best practices with the other jurisdictions in the network, but also providing data collection and research support that will help us measure the impact of these funds on our community. We're also extremely proud to partner with the Denver Foundation, which will administer the fund, and Christine has been a wonderful partner throughout this effort. I want to thank the hardworking team at the city attorney's office who worked countless hours in making this fund a reality. Also, also those in our human, human rights and community partnerships office. We want to thank all, our all-volunteer 
community stakeholders who served on our governments and scope of services committee. Many of them are here today. They helped design this fund. They help it make it tailor it for our community. And I couldn't be prouder of the, of the result. It took this team a little over six months to put this fund together. We should be proud of that. For many other cities, it took well over a year or more for them to do that similar amount of work. I want to thank everyone involved, particularly uh, Councilman Lopez, Councilwoman Kanish, Mayor Hancock, for your leadership on this. Thank you very much. Ensuring everyone has their fair day in court is one of the best ways we can restore faith in our justice systems, increase trust in our community, and ultimately promote public safety. Denver will continue to stand with its immigrant community, ensure that they are treated justly and with dignity, and provide the support they need to continue contributing to the city. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. I want to thank all of our, our speakers today. We're going to open for Q&A. I know that uh, some of the reporters want to talk about some other things. For this segment, we'll ask you just ask questions about the immigrant uh, fund, and we will step to the side when we're concluded, and we'll, have, we'll answer what uh, other questions you may have. So any questions about the fund? Yes, Sir Joe. Mr. first of all, thank you for your efforts and your support. Uh, is the city of Denver taking any specific steps to deal with what clearly would be retaliation from the federal government, Jeff Sessions, and all the radical elements of the Trump administration, as they see this probably as an act of defiance to federal immigration policy. Well, we, and Kristen, Kristen will come to the podium, and, and any legal questions are, are a value she wants to add to it. But let me be clear that uh, the city of Denver views itself in full compliance with 1373. And we have always believed that we were not in violation of the federal law and uh, we'll continue to do so. But uh, I think this is the appropriate step to, as everyone has talked about, to provide some support uh, for our immigrant refugee community in Denver, Colorado. Um, as we, uh, as you know, we'll continue our conversations with uh, the, the U.S. Attorney General as well as the White House with regards to our values here, continue to be in contact with our delegation about what's important to us here in Denver and certainly what we understand to be important in, throughout Colorado. Kristen? Um, I'll, I'll make the comment that uh, this isn't about defiance, this is about providing due process to a needy population in our community, and there has not been any suggestion that this violates federal law or even comes close to it. These are perfectly legal uh, funds uh, that have been established across the country in many cities, not just those in the Vera Institute network. We're very proud of it, and it's perfectly legal. And a, a question for Christine, for Christine, how do you, much of all, thank you so much for, for taking the step forward to, to support immigrants. How do you plan to promote this? How are we going to get the immigrants to know that there's help out there, uh, specifically those who speak Spanish? Is the Denver uh, uh, Foundation website in Spanish as well? Do you yes. plan to create a marketing effort, uh, establish some sort of alliances with, with uh, the media? Sure. So the question is, how are we going to promote the uh, opportunity to donate to this fund and the availability of resources uh, ultimately going to nonprofit organizations providing these services? The Denver Foundation's website does have information on there. It is in English and in Spanish. And as we generate more specific information, we will continue to put that additional information on our website. But in addition to the Denver Foundation, uh, we also have our partners at the city, so the uh, Human Rights Commission is going to have already has information on its website. Uh, we are partnering with all of the immigrant rights uh, table 
partners and all of them will have information that they will be getting out into the community. And uh, I, th I think we'll all be working together to make sure, all of, obviously it's starting with this press conference in terms of getting this information to the media, but we will continue to work collaboratively to figure out how we can best get information, especially specific information out to the community as it e develops. I have one question for you, please say. My name is Janet Vizguerra. I'm under the Metro Denver Sanctuary Coalition. I work together uh, principals for person affected. Uh, I'm affected. Uh, my community, I needed the processes transparent and clean for the real take the money the person affected. Uh, in this moment, the immigrant groups every group uh, work for the community affected. In this moment, maybe only four groups work together for immigrants. And maybe only four groups, as possible, put one application for these grants. I need a one process clear and transparent. How one steps for this process? So are you asking if we're going to be able to consolidate one application for as many as four groups? Is that your question? So um, that's part of the question. The I think your question is, what is the process to apply for grants, and right. how will that be transparent? So I'll let Christine handle that. But I, I also want to emphasize, Jeanette, that one of the priorities of the fund is also to provide funds for programs that help us expand the network of pro bono legal services available. Because there are, as you say, a limited number of organizations that work in this area. We need more, and so part of the funds can be used to help create more organizations and expand the current organizations that do this kind of work in our community. But I'll let Christine speak to the advisory committee's application sure. process. So uh, mentioned earlier in this press conference, uh, folks talked about the six-month process of various committees that work to develop uh, what will ultimately go to the advisory committee as information, and then they are going to be working with us, and we'll be putting information as we're able to onto our website about the process of that committee. Ultimately, they're going to be generating a request for proposals that will go out to all eligible nonprofit organizations that provide direct legal representation or, or have the ability to uh, increase the capacity uh, for uh, legal representation, and we will be inviting them to apply. The advisory committee will then select from those eligible applicants the people who will, the organizations that will receive grant funds, and these funds will help those organizations provide these services. The numbers, the money uh, takes for each organization, maybe 10,000? We don't know what the amount is going to be at this stage, but our goal is to um, make sure that uh, it's effective. So enough that they can do something with it. Gracias, Jeanette. Mira, necesitamos reconocer a Jeanette también porque es una mujer maravillosa. So, gracias por estar aquí. Jeanette is an amazing, she is Wonder Woman in body. Um, en español es importante que nosotros, todos nosotros en, el, en nuestra comunidad, um, estamos promoviendo este fondo. Este fondo, nosotros queremos que haya tra transparidad, accountability. Este fondo nosotros queremos establecer para la defensa de inmigrantes aquí en Denver. Es importante porque es importante que tengan acceso a, a servicios legales sobre, eh, eh, con la constitución, como dice nuestra constitución. Es súper importante. Nosotros al mismo tiempo queremos crecer nuestro esfuerzo 
comunitario. Nosotros queremos que haya organizaciones nuevas o organizaciones que están entrenando para as, as, tener estos tipos de servicios. Eh, eh, por eso nosotros estamos peleando para este fondo, hemos peleado para este fondo y lo tenemos y lo, lo estamos celebrando hoy. Así que es importante, ya sabemos que hay mucho miedo en nuestra comunidad, es importante que también nosotros, todos nosotros aquí, de los medios, aquí en, en nuestra comunidad, de nuestro gobierno uh, municipal, que estamos hablando sobre, sobre este fondo, promoviéndolo y también celebrándolo. Nosotros queremos que todo, toda nuestra comunidad nuestra, en, en esta ciudad sabe de este, de este fondo. Gracias, Jeanette. Give you a message to Representative Dave Williams, because according to him, you and the councilman and the sheriff should be in jail because you are doing this. I, I didn't understand that. Uh, if you have any message to Representative Dave Williams, yes. because according to him, you and the councilman and the sheriff should be in jail at this moment because you are doing this. Okay. <laughs> You know, and, and you know, I, and I appreciate that. And, and you know, we're we're not going to dignify the representative across the park here um, with his uh, very. Um, we're just not going to do it. You know, we 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 have we are representing all the people of our city. We're proud to represent the people of our city, and even those that he believes do not deserve representation. Um, and he may make that decision down in Colorado Springs, but in Denver, that's not how we do business. Yes, sir. Well, when anybody gets detained and they're in our facilities, per the Constitution, per due process, they're afforded a lawyer if they cannot afford it, not if you're undocumented in a proceeding. That's where the immigration system's broken. That's what we help. That's the gap that we are standing in to fill in. We can't wait for D.C., to thumb around and decide when it's going to grow a spine and actually pass comprehensive immigration reform, which is what we really are after in this country if we truly honor immigrants in this country. Um, however, until then, the city and county of Denver, the city council, um, oh, you can't, can't speak for all city council, council district three, um, <laughs> the community, we're going we're gonna to do whatever necessary to fill in that gap. Uh, part of that's putting our money where our mouth is. Thank you. Well, we'll take one more, but let me, let me add to that, that when we have families that are torn apart, when parents are taken from their children, ultimately the people of Denver also pick up the obligation responsibilities of caring for those children. We see them in our Denver Human Services offices, um, and they have to be supported. And so this is the uh, very effective and efficient way uh, to make sure they have representation. We can keep families together. Right now, we have the tragedy of families needlessly um, being ripped apart. And we as a nation and as a city can and must do much better than that um, going forward. We'll take one more question. I have a question. Uh, people, immigrants rarely know about the legal system. Are you going to have arresting law enforcement tell people about this benefit? Because otherwise it might just be a benefit that's wasted for the I think as a city we plan to get this information out in as many possible ways as we can. Uh, now that the fund has been established, we need to get our advisory committee up and running. 
uh, and we'll start taking applications for grants. But those partner nonprofits that receive the grant money are also huge partners for us. And they're going to really take a lot of the laboring or in getting the information out as well. Um, we recognize that there's going to be a precious few dollars as we build this fund over time, uh, but it's still going to be essential that we do get the word out. And I know the city will be uh, pushing that forward, uh, the mayor will be pushing that forward, and certainly our nonprofit partners in the Denver Foundation's uh, assistance will be pushing that forward. All right. Thank you all very much. Thank you all for being here as well.